Everyday Business Solutions, the podcast that offers you the right perspective on achieving success. We interview business professionals from all over to bring our listeners the right solutions to all their questions. Season one is about change management and enabling you to both face and create change in all aspects of your company. We're talking management, sales, service, HR, and more. Let's jump straight into the episode. Hi, my name is Haley Morris. I'm your podcast coordinator and host here at Everyday Business Solutions. And today I have with me Jenna Smith. I'm super excited to talk to Jenna because we're going to dive into the hot spot of our season and that's change and change management. So before we roll into that, I'm going to go ahead and let Jenna introduce herself and also tell you a bit more about what she does. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me, Haley. This has been, this is a great podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Um, So what do I do? I am a change management expert. I'm also someone who's over their career has helped um, businesses from a billion dollar organization to startups and solopreneurs and nonprofits go through the transition of figuring out what their big idea is, what their big vision is, and how to transform and transform their organization and themselves to be able to get it. So I've studied a lot of change management, a lot of strategy, and that is what I do with entrepreneurs and CEOs. I help them learn and navigate the process of scaling their business and their big ideas so that they can have their dream business. Thank you, Jenna. And so the reason we brought her on today too is not only is she a great resource for those leaders in the business environment, but no matter what position you're in, oftentimes you might come up on a situation where you need to instigate change or you need to take up a leadership role, even if it's not been formally assigned to you. And so no matter where you're coming from, whether you're fresh out of college or you've been in the field for a bit, or you're just now starting a company, this information is going to be great for you. And then Jenna also has a deal that she's gonna run. So I'll let her introduce that before we continue. So when you're going through a big change, oftentimes it's really good to have a second pair of eyes on on what you're doing, on your idea, on what the best strategies are. So I offer to people who listen into podcasts like these that you can have a a 30 minute strategy call with me where we can just talk through maybe the one idea that's gonna help you scale your business idea or your organization in the next 30 days. So if you're interested in doing that, feel free to go to the link that we're going to provide in the notes, but it's jennasmith.as.me slash scale and sign up for the strategy call. I only offer a few of these every single month. So make sure if you're listening to this, that you get on that now, because once they're gone, they're gone. And this is just a great opportunity for you to be able to start building your business today. Thank you. I'm super excited for that. And I hope we definitely have some people who take advantage of it. So pivoting back around to our topic, speaking of pivots, it's change. And before we really rock into what makes successful change in a business or what rather might hinder it, how do you define change in a business? Like what is it from your side? How do you see it? So I think of change, not necessarily as a static moment in time, but as a process that we're all going through at all times in our life and in our business. And this process, it has the opportunity within it in which you can 
you can shift and transform every single thing within your business to align to what you want in a better future. So that has changed to me. It's this process of transformation that happens both internally within your business, externally to your customers, and even internally for yourself that transforms you into a business that can provide better products, better services, have more out or reach to your customers and all of those things. So that's what it is. It's a process and a cycle that happens to all of us. We're all changing whether we want to or not. It's just a matter of the way and the direction that we want to take it and how we harness the process of change for ourselves and our desires and our dreams. I couldn't agree more. Um, it's not this one and done type of thing, which I think some people hope it is. Mm -hmm. um, and embracing the fact that it's more cyclic and it is something that can be positive and good in the transformative space will create a much better outlook too. And so with that being said, there are some do's and some don'ts when it comes to change. And I think it's a great chance for us in this episode today to really dive into if you're going to instigate change, whether it's in your personal life, on your team, or in a business as a whole, how you do that. So if you don't mind, would you lead us off on talking about some yeah, of those absolutely. things? Absolutely. I think even before, if we back up just a second and look at change transformations altogether overall. 80% of change transformations, the intentional ones, right? The ones where we said we want to change, fail in organizations. And there's a lot of reasons why. And you can look at the studies and they're going to say things like they didn't define their objectives. They ha didn't have a good scope. They didn't you know, plan effectively. They didn't communicate effectively. Um, there was poor management skills involved. And those are, all, those are all great things. Those are things that you can learn about. But what I'd like to focus on today are the things that maybe you're missing that are just good things to know and good practices to know, especially as the landscape of how to navigate change is changing itself. Um, business expectations are changing. Employee expectations are changing. So it's really important for you to know these five things as well. And, and the first one of that is, is a big one. And that's the fact that when you go to plan, you've got all these grand visions, these big ideas, maybe you're thinking, okay, we can take our company and go here, or I can, I can do this initiative and it's going to change the face of everything for us. But you have no idea where to start. So you go and you go into a planning session and you're like, okay, we're going to do this and then this and then this. So um, traditional change models will tell you that leaders should go together in a group talk amongst themselves, and then they should be able to come up with a plan and then they'll go out and tell everybody else. And I'm here to say that in today's world, that does not work. And so the first sin of change management is assuming that you can plan alone. When you have, you've, you've hired a team of people around you, you have a team of other coworkers perhaps, and those people have different perspectives. They think differently. They're working on different things. And they honestly control the bottom line and the output of your idea turning into a vision. So to ignore the team and just expect them to get in line is a little bit of outdated thinking. Not that this is necessarily a democracy. Um, the leaders you know, have the call. However, 
bringing your team in to understand and to give insight and wisdom that maybe you don't have in that space because you're not doing the work every day or a coworker who maybe thinks really analytically while you think really conceptually, that's the best way to plan and to start to shift and transform because you're gonna get multiple perspectives and um, just an overall well-rounded plan for how to move forward. And then so that's the first one. I was gonna say, and then you bring your team with you too when you do that. So yeah. not, you know, if it's a leadership team that's creating change, then of course the leadership's on board. But I think what a lot of groups will see is that when it's only a couple individuals making the change or the plan for everybody else, is that there's a lot of objections the mm -hmm. whole way through if they don't bring the team along from the start. Absolutely. I think that's the biggest thing. Like your team is going to be implementing this. Your coworkers are going to be impacted by this. So if you're not bringing them along, then how can you expect them to just be automatically engaged? Um, and engagement in, in the day-to-day the -day transformation, that's where change happens. And they're the ones doing the day-to-day -day work. So you really need to make sure that they're along for the ride, um, not only just because it's going to impact your bottom line, but because it's a great way to keep your employees engaged and your team engaged and to get better results. Uh, yeah, thank you. And I think that is, if you don't start there and you don't start with the engagement and involvement of everyone who could be impacted, then the rest of our tips probably don't matter because you're probably already setting yourself up for some failure, at least along the way. So, which brings us into the next point. What is the second sin of change management then? So the second sin is holding on to the past. And I think for people, they often go straight to like team members being resistant. And resistance is a normal um, emotion to have from change, especially when you're finding out and you weren't part of that process. However, I'm going to challenge our leaders in this, in this moment to say, what, what are your non-negotiables? What are the things that maybe you're holding on to the past about in, your, in the ways that you know, work gets done? in the way you hold meetings, in the way that you make decisions, in your systems, in your technology? Are there things that are untouchable in this transformation that maybe you haven't even recognized but could potentially hold back this transformation from happening? Those things could be the, the barrier between you getting it done and getting it done well. So holding on to the past isn't just about like this oh, well, this person wants to do their job and you know they don't want their job to change and so they're gonna be resistant. It's also about those hidden non-negotiables that we all have. And I think the key here is then to, to know that you have to honor the past. So some, so some people wanna hold on to the past, right? But some people really want to just bulldoze it all and move forward. And I'm suggesting here that there is a balance you always honor the past because the past of what worked before, it got you to where you are today. However, if you have a bigger vision and that vision requires things to, to shift and transform, then you need to be able to honor the past and also redefine how that work gets done and move forward in that direction. So that's super important because it's giving you a better, like a less dramatic approach to change, um, but it also, 
gets rid of a lot of barriers that might be in the way because you're not willing to budge on how you make decisions or how things are prioritized or any of that. So that's number two. It's, it's such a great thing because I think it's one of those, you don't notice those sometimes spices or those things that you're clinging to that are buried mm -hmm. down deep, but it's like mixing grout when you're building up a foundation on something. If you mix the old with the new, where they meet, there's going to be some instability. And sometimes the old, it might not be as strong, but yeah. it's like you... It's like you said, if you're full steam ahead and you're all new, 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 then where did, where's those learning curves coming into play? Where's all that gain that you had before? Right. Um, it's a workout person doesn't want to start like somebody who works out. I say workout person because I do not do it. Um, <laughs> but somebody who works out or trains or does anything like that doesn't want to have to start from scratch every single time. They don't want to start from, you know, if, especially if they're like a bodybuilder or something, they don't want to start from like very little muscle all over again, every single time they have a new competition or a new goal that would kind of defeat the purpose. Yep. Yep. I think that's, that's so key, right? Because there's some things that won't change. I mean, if, if your organization is transforming, it, it may be likely that your values aren't changing or that um, the way that you honor your customers isn't changing. And those core things, those rarely change. There might be tweaks, but they're never really like um, changing completely across the spectrum. And so you build on those things. You build on the things that work, um, but then you honor the things that worked in the past that maybe won't work in the future. And you let them, you let them stay where they were so that you can move forward. Thank you. It's very, I feel like I'm learning as we're talking. So <laughs> it's great. It's great. Um, but that does lead us into our next one. If we are making sure we're bringing the whole team along and we're learning from the past without carrying it like used baggage, what is our third sin of change management that we absolutely all cost must watch for? So the third one then is changing in a vacuum. So um, a lot of people think that when they go to change something like a product or to add a new service, that the scope of the transformation is only focused on that one area, adding that new service, um, targeting different customers. But if you're truly transforming your organization, you need to look more holistically at your business. It's not just as simple as adding a new service. How do your systems change? How will your prioritization change? Because um, now that you have two, you know, two to you know, five different services, you're probably gonna have some competing priorities. How will you prioritize? How will work get done? How will your employees start to, to look at you know, what they should be doing and how they should be organized? Um, what does that mean for your capacity? So anytime you add something new into the game, anytime you're transforming your organization, it's going to be, it needs to be a holistic look because the other things do matter too. Your culture, your people, your systems, your operations, even your mindset and your leadership skills as a leader. And without looking at those things, you risk the, the change stalling and you'll, you risk having a lot of organizational problems um, down the road because you didn't manage those things up front. So don't change in a vacuum. Instead, look holistically at your organization and the downstream impacts of this change and, 
and think through those and be intentional about how you will address those things as you move forward. Well, and you think of it, sometimes it is a bigger change, like you're refacing a jarred apartment or an entire process, but there's like everyday changes that are the same. Mm -hmm. And one great example is we're all familiar with teammates coming and going. Okay. So anytime you add a new teammate, I'm sure we're all familiar with this in some way, it shifts the entire dynamic of the team and eventually the organization as a whole, because now you're working differently. There's a new player in it. And I'm a firm believer in every player is a key player. So of course you're going to shift. And it's the same way. Anytime you make a shift in one department, if it's a process or whatever, it's going to have a ripple effect. And sometimes that's rather large and sometimes that is smaller. Exactly. So. And I think, so for, for smaller businesses, something that you should consider is that um, every time your business grows and it's, you know, just you, or maybe you're a micro business and you have, you know, up to 10 people, or maybe you're a small business and, you know, up to 50, that your whole business, the look of your business, the feel of your business, that automatically must change because you're truly rapidly scaling at that point. Um, so every time things double or you start to go into really strategic innovation type of initiatives in larger businesses, you got to look at everything. It's just something you, got, you have to do for the health of the organization. And it's kind of that bringing people along too, because if you're only looking at one space, you're probably leaving out people who are impacted. Um, and when you leave out people who are impacted, they're going to be bitter, even if it could be something good for them. Yeah, it's, it's a lot harder for them to you know, they have to go through that whole change process of, you know, the emotions that come with that too. And so it's dragging out the process a little bit just because, not because they're intentionally being resistant, but because they have to process those emotions and all the ramifications and how it applies to their job and what will change in the way they do things. So if you're leaving them out till later, um, then they can't help you in the first place to know if it does impact their job. And they're also going to be not dragging their feet on purpose, but just trying to process things. So yeah, you have to you have to bring people along and look holistically are the really, really big ones there. Mm -hmm. Well, I think too, we all have that feeling if something happens to you and it's a very rapid change and everybody and every other department's mm -hmm. on board, but you didn't know what was happening, then you're like, wait, wait, I'm not prepared. Like, hold on, I have things going on. Um, so it's just, it's, it's a courtesy thing as well as just a smart thing to do to make your business run well and continue to exactly. grow. So, all right. So we're getting, we're, we're just over halfway through with the five sins of change management. And that brings us to our fourth. So what is the fourth sin of change management? So the fourth one is this, that you think this is set it and forget it. So like I said at the beginning, change is not a light switch. Change is not a static process. Um, it's a cycle. It's something that is always happening in your business. And in fact, it's not happening to your business. It's something that you can actually instigate. So you can start this whole cycle. You can, you can proactively go after change and use it to your advantage, but it is not a light switch. It's not where you can say, okay, light switch on. We're going to plan how we're going to transform. We're going to do you know, this first, this second, and this third, and we're going to, here's our KPIs. Um, that's not what, what this is all about. 
and then then you expect that that plan is going to then somehow just get done and that'll be the end of it that doesn't that's not how it works so how it does work is that it's cyclical it's something that's always evolving and um, moving forward so you need to think about that because change um change doesn't just happen all at once you can't expect that once you've decided that things are going to happen that they'll change overnight sometimes it takes time um my son right now he is um, learning how to walk. So he's crawling. Sometimes he stands up a little bit. Sometimes he's cruising along the furniture. And he, I know that he sees the other kids when he goes to daycare a couple days a week, he sees the other kids that can walk and they're his age. So he's thinking, you know, I want to make this change. I want to walk. Other people are walking. Mom and dad are walking, but he doesn't know exactly how to do it, but he doesn't get frustrated by that. He doesn't get frustrated by the fact that he tries once and falls down or that he kind of stands up and is like, oh, I'm not quite sure about this. He continues to persistently move forward. And I think we need to have that attitude when we come to uh, business and business transformation and change because things take time to change, especially when they're large changes, um, especially when they have cultural impacts. You're, if you're getting a really big vision and you're asking your team or your employees to, to transform in certain ways or to do things very differently, then that means that they literally have to rewire their brain to think in a different way. And so this isn't a light switch moment for them. This is something that's going to be a process that takes time. And the way to do that is to focus on daily application. So I've, I've done strategic planning with large organizations and small. We've, we've talked about changes, we've planned for changes, we've gotten the communication plan and all of that. But the thing that sets apart organizations that change well versus those that get stuck and fail, because remember 80% 80, 80 of um, change transformations fail, is the fact that the CEO, the leaders and the employees all apply these changes to their everyday life. So when they're in their business as usual meeting, their Monday morning meeting, they're talking about this. They're talking about the implications of this in their decision-making process. When the project manager is going and they're um, implementing something, they're thinking, you know what, I wonder if we could build this in and that's going to actually help us to increase our market share in this area because that's our big vision. So those daily conversations are where the transformation truly happens. And that's why change is not a light switch. It doesn't happen at once, and it's going to take daily application. You mentioned your son, and it made me think of like parents out there. So if you're not a leader in an organization, you're not somebody instigating change, this is, like I said before, these are things you can apply from whatever position you are in, but also at home. And so I was just thinking, if you're just a set it and forget it type person, I can't imagine if you're a parent, if you had just dropped that kid into your life and then just been like, okay, now we're parents. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure you weren't just magically like parents. You didn't just magically integrate that, that new life into your family without blinking. Like it doesn't happen like that. And sometimes they, you know, things change. Like for example, kids grow up and they start walking and getting into things. And sometimes then you have to be like, the crib has to change and this has to change. And now we have to baby proof every edge because they love to fall. Um, so 
you know, it's, it's like that with any kind of change you make, you can't just drop them in and expect it all to snap into place. It definitely does not work with kids, but it, anything you would do, if you're, you know, you change a house, um, you can't just magically jump into a house and you're, everything's in the same place it was when you left your old one and you're ready to just go. It doesn't work like that. So exactly. Um, you know, I think the, a theme here for people who want to change well is that you need to learn how to be nimble and efficient and continue assessing what's going on in the change. And also, um, then applying that new information and, um, adjusting your techniques and, and your actions. So it's not, like I said, it's not a light switch. It's a continual it's a continual curiosity about what's going on and how you can make adjustments um, and movements more towards that big vision that you have. Um, the same thing goes with parenting or with your life, right? Um, you know, right now I'm being very intentional about reading parenting books, about thinking about the type of parent I want to be. And then when everyday situations are coming up where my son um, he gets upset when the dogs go outside and he can't go outside because it's cold here in Nebraska. So I have to figure out as a parent, what do I want my response to be? And the same goes for leaders in organizations. When things maybe don't go ex expectedly or to plan, you have to be intentional about how you're going to change and what decisions you're going to make and why. So it's really, yeah, it's holistic. You can do it what, whether it's in your life or your business. Mm -hmm. And it brings it, and then you mentioned a good point, just with a leader, I think we're all kind of at fault of doing this, whether for me, it's being a big sister to one of the most hyperactive, sassy, caring little girls <laughs> in the world. Um, and that, who do I want to be? Because we're so sometimes dissatisfied with ourselves and it's because we don't stop and ask enough. Well, you want to be a specific type of person, but if you're not consciously working towards that, making it habitual, Mm -hmm. you're not instigating that change, it's not going to happen. Exactly. So. Exactly. All right. So we are towards the end of our list. And that brings us to our fifth and final sin of change management. And what would that be, Jenna? That is trying to figure it out all on your own. You know, uh, especially for entrepreneurs or for big visionaries, department leaders, um, leaders of, of organizations, even managers, oftentimes we have these really big ideas and these big thoughts on like what we could do and what we could change. Um, but I want to give you permission right now to not have to have all of the answers. You don't have to be able to solve all the problems. And in fact, you shouldn't. Um, you should have other people that can come alongside you and help you do that. You know, I think of, of, companies as they're learning how to grow and, and transform and change, you need to be thinking about who your strategic partners are. Who do you want to have on your team at this next level, whether that's for um, who's helping you with your technology or who's going to help give you that 50,000 foot view. What happens a lot of times is that um, once we're in the change, we get lost in the woods. And I, I have a little story to tell. Um, it's actually kind of like what happened to me and my husband when we lived in upstate New York. So we lived in upstate New York, we're from Nebraska. And in Nebraska, when you take a vacation, a lot of times you're going to Colorado and you see the Rockies. So we decided since we were in upstate that we would just drive a couple hours up north and see the mountains um, and, and you know take a little day hike. 
And so we got up to the, we were driving up there. It was going to be fun, half day hike, had our snacks, had our water. We're, we're really pumped about this. And we drove up on the mountains and they looked like hills to us because we had seen the Rockies, right? So we're like, oh, this is going to be easy. Mind you, we've never hiked real, like we've, we've off and on casually hiked, hiked mountains before and like short hikes, not Kilimanjaro. So we get up to the mountain and we go ahead and we get out, we take the dog, we've got our snacks, we've got our water and we start walking. We're walking and it's beautiful and we're enjoying the foliage and the moss and the trees. And then about an hour in, we're like, oh, you know what? I don't think we can see, we can't see the car and we can't see the top. So where are we? I don't know, this trail's kind of marked, but there's not really anybody else around. So then we had to go and we kept walking and soon our snacks were gone, our water was gone, and there was no sight of the top of this quote unquote mountain, which wasn't a big mountain. So what we ended up doing is like, we were thinking, well, we have to go forward. We have to see the top, but we don't know how we're gonna get there. We don't know what it's gonna look like. We don't know if we're on the right path. And all of these things were happening and when we got to the top, we realized we were really not prepared for this because the mountain from the, from the conceptual perspective in your business, in your life, that big vision, that always looks very conceptually easy to you. You can see it, you can touch it, you can feel it. But when you're in the game of walking through the change, when you're in the game of walking through that transformation, you are in the weeds, you're in the forest and you don't know where you're going or why you're getting, why you're going or how you're gonna get there. So that's why it's so important to not figure it out on your own because you can't see the forest from the trees and sometimes you need a map. Sometimes you need a person just to, to pull you out and say, here's the 50,000 foot perspective. Here's what you're missing. Here's what you need to know more about. Um, here's some things you should consider. And, and that's why it's so important to get that. And whether that's hiring a consultant, finding someone who can help you with technology for your systems or your operations, or even just talking to a company or organization that's been there and done that before. So never change on your own. It's too big of a process and your vision is so valuable that it's not worth trying to figure it out when there are experts out there who have, have gone through the transformation or who have led other organizations through transformations that can help you with this process. So that's the last one. Don't figure it out on your own. You could do so much better than that. And your vision deserves so much better than that. Makes me think it's not a weakness to need a little bit of help. We're not expected to be experts in everything, no matter what position you're in. Exactly. So my gosh, you had me on my seat. I was like, oh my gosh, did you get lost? It was kind of, it was touch and go. And we realized after that, that we'd wanted, we needed to always prepare more than we should, than we think that we should. So it was a good learning lesson for us. Yeah. Oh, I was laughing because I was like, you're like, oh, we got to Colorado on hike. And then you're like, we're upstate New York. And I was like, well, I'm not quite over there, but I'm in like the Ohio, Michigan area. And I know for a fact in this part of the country, there's not mountains in the same way there are Colorado. Um, so you're like, and there were hills. And I was like, yeah, they, they were hills until, until we were walking in them. And then there were totally mountains. And there were moments where I didn't know if we were going to make it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
Oh, I'm, I have not been out to Colorado, but hopefully next year, and then I'll be able to relate a little bit more to the difference. But um, I've hiked in Tennessee, which the, the Smokies are not as big as the Rockies and there um, can still be a rough hike. Yeah. So, especially if it's hot out or the weather is just, yeah. Um, we didn't hike all the way up to the top. We went up and played in a waterfall and came back down. <laughs> Well, you look at the Adirondacks. They're beautiful. It's a great place to camp and to hike. Just know, be prepared and know and yeah, all of that. I have a, I have a hiking friend. He does love to hike. Like he was out in Oregon hiking and um, I will definitely be pulling his expertise the first time I go. Okay. So, all right. Well, thank you. I think this is an amazing perspective. I think leaders can take a lot from this. And maybe they know it already. Um, maybe they're great leaders and intrinsically they know this stuff, but they probably need a little refresher. I think all of us need a little refresher every once in a while. And, or they miss one or two things and their, their normal repertoire change. But for anybody in any perspective, whatever position you may be in, apply this not just to your work life, but at home. If you're gonna instigate change, make sure that you get everybody involved in the beginning, make sure that you're not latching on to the same old things that were always done or that you're not holding on to aspects of the past that were great to learn from, but maybe not great to carry the way they are into the future. And make sure you're looking at everything that could be impacted and not just the one thing you're changing. Don't set it and forget it. You can't just drop a baby into a family and expect everything to run smooth. So don't do that with any other change in your life. <laughs> and then lastly, you are human. You cannot be perfect at everything. So make sure you're not trying to haul it alone the entire way. Reach out, pull on the expertise of others and make sure you get to the finish line in good shape. So, all right. Did you have, as we finish up, Jenna, did you have any other advice that you would like to offer our listeners? You know, I think it's just that the change process, the, the cycle and um, transformation process is just give yourself grace in the process. Be curious. Um, always be in touch with it. Be, make it an everyday part of your life and you will see so many things change. You'll see so much momentum happen. It's really a beautiful process if you allow it to happen rather than trying to control it. Um, and that's what I really help leaders do. So if you're going through change, if you're trying to scale your business or you're trying to scale your leadership um, or your team is, I'd love for you to reach out and, and just let me know what's going on. And maybe we can have some virtual coffee and collaborate on, on what's going on in your business. That's why I offer that strategy to scale call. It's just to give you that one strategy that's gonna help you to shift and transform your business in the next 30 days or your change, um, your, your change process in the next 30 days so you can get unstuck and move forward. So if you'd like, like to do that, grab one of the three spots left available this month or the four next month. And um, you can have 30 minutes with me um, for free. So go ahead and do that. It's jennasmith.as.me slash scale. Thank Yay. you for here. Yeah, thank you for coming on, Jenna. This has been an amazing episode and I can't wait to share it. And then for everybody who's listening, not only is there going to be a handy landy bio with 
Jenna's information, her link that she wants to provide and all of that. But we are going to transcribe this entire episode. So all five sins and all of the tips that corresponded with them are going to be in that transcription, as well as any other little tidbit of information we might have mentioned. I think I'm funny. If you want to read my jokes again, go for it. Um, <laughs> you're bold. <laughs> Other than that, thank you, Jenna, for coming on and thank you everyone for tuning in and have a great rest of your day.